Welcome to Unfiltered and Out Loud with my and Kat, the podcast where you never know how real and uncensored it's going to get. Hey, fearless friends. This is Kat with your girl, Mai. Say hi, Mai. Hey, everybody. And we're doing a two-part series. We're going to talk about relationships, breakups, and healing. If you listen to our last episode, you're going to remember that in our last episode, we talked about moving forward from heartbreak and when there is pain and no closure. And in this episode, we're going to talk about when there is a relationship that has, that there's been a breakup, but there's been distance, silence by you and your partner. And what happens when time passes and you get closure with your ex? And this is Mai's full story about that. Um, I'm not really sure if you guys are aware, but she has written a memoir called Georgia Haven. And this, our special guest by the name of David, say hi, David. Hi. And he is actually the subject of um, Mai's memoir. So we're going to be diving into that. It's going to get juicy and it's going to be so, so awesome. Mai, you want to go ahead and start? All right. Well, hey, everybody. As Kat was saying in this episode, we really want to talk about relationships and breakups and healing, which is something that all of us can relate to, something that all of us have experienced in our lives. And it can be a very challenging time. And my story I wanted to share today with my ex, David, who is here with me. So this is a very exciting, very humbling opportunity, and I'm sure it's going to be very cathartic for the both of us. So we're just going to share a little bit about our story, a little bit about our relationship and how it ended and how we got to where we are today, where we're actually good friends. And hopefully that will provide a little bit of insight for you. Um, and just some good information and give you some peace in whatever you're dealing with or help you take some necessary steps that you think you want to follow. And so I'm just going to go and dive in to my story with David, and we're just going to start talking a little bit about our relationship and how it all began. So, David, are you ready for this? I am. All right, so we're going to have to go way back here. First of all, I don't think anybody would have imagined six years after we met that we would be here doing a podcast together. I agree. So this is uh, tremendous, <laughs> actually. And our story goes way back. We met in 2014, so six years ago. We met on an online dating app. And we just, we hit it off. We hit it off immediately. This is from my recollection. I remember we had instant chemistry. And I don't know if it was the first or the second night, David, but we talked all night. I remember we stayed up to like 3 or 4 a.m. And we were texting and also talking on the phone and just talking, 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 talking. Now, here's the interesting thing, guys. At the time, I was living in Miami. Yep. And David was in Georgia. Now you may be thinking, why were you talking to a guy in Georgia if you were like living in Miami? 
Answer, I have no idea. But <laughs> and for some reason in my match results, if you will, he came up even though he was living in Georgia and he was the only guy that came up who was in Georgia. So call that fate, whatever you want to call it. So he came up and his profile was just so intriguing. And I remember chuckling at some parts of his profile and just finding him like a really interesting, well-rounded person. And I messaged him and we started talking. So yes, we hit it off right away. And we were talking for about, if I remember correctly, I think it was about a week or so. And just having a good conversation. And we, we noticed we were hitting it off so well. And we had talked about in the near future, maybe one of us could visit each other and we could actually meet in person. But it was about a, I think it was a week later. Do you remember, David, something like that? It was a couple weeks. A couple weeks? Yeah. It was a couple weeks later. I was at a conference with Kat, actually, believe it or not. I was at a, a conference. Yeah, Kat, you remember this? Do you remember oh, yeah. <laughs> we were at a conference, and next thing I know, David uh, texts me. He's like, hey, what would you say if you just came to Georgia for a few days? And I, I flew you up here, and I was like, is this a joke? Like, I thought he wasn't serious. And he was like, no, I mean it, like, for real. You know, I, I really want to see you. I really want to meet you, and I kind of don't want to wait for that to happen. And I remember talking to Kat about it at the conference. And right, Kat, I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? I was kind of freaking out. <laughs> and uh, Kat's like, hey, you're always telling people to follow their hearts. You're always telling people to be bold and just go for it. So it's time you follow your own advice. So when your best friend says that to you, you're like, damn, okay. <laughs> so I did. I literally got on a plane the next day, canceled all my plans. It was a two-day conference. I ended up not going to the second day of the conference. I canceled all my plans and flew to Georgia on a whim yep. to meet a complete stranger. <laughs> Never been to my house. <laughs> I had never been to his house. Nothing. I did. Before I left, I said to Kat, okay, this is his address. He's got these number of tattoos. These are what his tattoos. Do you remember this, Kat? Yeah, I remember completely. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's like, yes, yes. Okay, I have everything written down. I remember putting a star so that whenever I need to get to it fast. <laughs> yeah, you gave Kat my number. Just in That's case. right. Gave Kat his number in case he turned out to be a psycho. You know, <laughs> gotta protect myself. I was I had never done anything like this before. Just flown out of state to meet somebody. It was the only time I've ever done that in my life, but it was worth it. And so I I came, I arrived in Georgia, and I already felt like we knew each other because we hit it off so well via text and talking on the phone. And I saw David um, at the airport. He went to pick me up and I laid eyes on him and that was it for me. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And I think it's safe to say, David, that weekend was a magical weekend. Yeah, it was. We had a really great time. There was like no awkwardness with us. It was very easy. Well, I did, I did sleep late. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I forgot about that. He did, was it you, Kat? At one point, he did sleep late. And I don't know if I texted you or somebody else that I was wondering if like he was okay. <laughs> oh, yes. 
Was it you that I texted say yeah, that? It was me. It's like, it's going to be okay. Maybe he's just, you know, who knows, doing something. <laughs> or... It was what? It was like, uh, it was almost like 2 p.m., something like yeah. that. Yeah. I, mean, I, I started getting worried that something had legitimately happened to him <laughs> in the room. And I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't know what to do. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. And, uh, yeah, we had a great weekend. We went hiking in Kennesaw Mountain. It started raining. We started yeah. to do a hike, and it started raining. He showed me around. Uh, we went to Cracker Barrel, went to Waffle House, all, you know, those Another cool places. Egg. Another broken egg. And we went to Buckhead Church, which is pretty popular mm -hmm. here in Atlanta. He took me to Buckhead Church as soon as I arrived. So we had a great weekend it was only like two or three days it wasn't long and then we said goodbye is there anything you want to add about that trip no david okay no. then we said goodbye and i came back to miami and kat do you remember this you picked me up from the airport yeah we i was super excited and i was like we got to go to a bar or something i got to talk to you tell you what happened right yeah we went to a bar and you said to me, you are glowing. Mm -hmm. I've never seen you this way. And I said to you, I think I met my soulmate. Mm -hmm. yep. And I had never said that to her before. And Ken and I have known each other for a very long time. And she, we know each other inside and out. And yeah, I was just that smitten and that convinced like, oh my gosh, this is the man I've been searching for my whole life. And I was like, this is it. This is it. It ends with him. I finally met him. So fast forward to, then it was, we met late April, April 27th to be exact. And we continued talking. He ended up coming down then to Miami to visit me for Memorial Day weekend. He, he came down to be with me. And he met my dad and everything. And it was, you know, the beginning of summer. There was, like, barbecue. And we had a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. Actually. It was a good time. And uh, I was so excited to see him again. And just, like, my feelings were growing stronger and stronger. And I had never felt those kind of feelings before. Like, yes, I had been in relationships. But it was just so different with David. Like, I couldn't describe it. And then at the end of the weekend... And this is my memory, and David, feel free to chime in if you want to add anything to this. <laughs> um, but uh, my memory is that the end of the weekend, he kind of started acting a little bit weird and quiet. <laughs> and finally, Kat, why are you laughing? Because I remember you telling me these things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, share a little bit of what you remember. Oh, well, and I remember you telling me this was going on and you didn't know if it was because maybe he was leaving. You just really didn't know. Yeah, David was acting a little bit weird and whatever. And I didn't question it too much. And he David, went back home. do you know home. why you were acting weird? Yeah, I do. Okay. But it's a long conversation. It's a long conversation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And no, we can get into it. I mean, I just don't want to. I don't. I don't want to break the flow of this. We can talk about it after, because there's more to it. You know, we. Uh, I came back and then sort of disappeared off the face. Yeah. Of the earth. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. And then it became really hard to speak to him. And then finally, uh, he did then share with me at one point once he came back to Georgia after that trip, 
and he basically just he okay so guys if you have not read my georgia haven memory a little bit of context here and background david's been married and he was married to he has a child yes daughter 15 she's awesome yes she's beautiful absolutely gorgeous then he was married to the mother of his daughter for almost 10 years almost 10 years and when we met it had been not long i think just several months yeah i think just several months after the divorce i don't think it was even a year so he comes back to georgia and then finally i i you know i'm like what's going on like you need to tell me you're not acting like the david i know and then he shared that he was still processing the divorce, divorce yeah. that he was still processing the divorce and that was what was going on so needless to say after that point our communication um decreased and then it got to a point where it became totally Cricket. non-existent yeah and now let's hear a little bit about David's perspective and experience during that time in our lives. So, I mean, I, I really did disappear and, um, you know, it was a situation where I didn't come out and say it, um, but the cliche of it's not you, it's me type thing, it really was me because um, I had just gotten divorced, went and saw a therapist um, after the divorce and the therapist said it takes about half the time to uh, get over uh, a marriage um, versus when you were actually married. So <laughs> me, uh, I was arrogant and prideful and I said, that's a bunch of bullshit. It's going to take me four and a half years to get over a marriage. And um, I didn't believe it, but as time went on and I was focusing on, you know, my daughter, um, I was actually um, changing careers because I was in a sales role that had me traveling um, every week and uh, I was looking for a job that I could be nine to five so I could be there for my daughter who was nine at the time and I was being a single dad and then it all started to it really really the processing started to happen after several months um, and I realized that I was not in, <laughs> I was not I was not ready for any relationship let alone um, you know as an individual um, to be involved with uh, another a serious situation because of everything that was going on and everything that I was processing. And it really was me. I mean, it was a situation where I realized as an individual, I was not ready. I really wasn't. And it was not fair um, to my, to be in a relationship where I was trying, still trying to figure out what the heck just happened. Because it was just, it was literally like six months before that I got a divorce. So I mean, that's what happened. That's really what happened. That's why I disappeared. You know, a lot of questions were asked, well, you know, why did you get in a relationship in the first place? Right. You know, if, if you weren't ready, because you don't really know you're not ready <laughs> until you're right in the thick of it. And then you realize, wait a second, I'm not, <laughs> I shouldn't be in this relationship. And it's really not fair to the other individual right. um, that, you know, you, you, you're having struggles and you're having issues and they think that, that they, they can be there, they can help you and they can do that. But, you know, when it comes to a situation where you have kids involved and you have, you know, a relatively fresh uh, ending of a, a long relationship, you know, the, the mother of your daughter and stuff like that, it's really difficult. Right. Uh, and not a lot of people realize that until they're actually in the thick of it, that it is not easy. It really isn't.
So. And then after what happened, Mike? So afterwards, we off and on spoke sporadically for two years. So we met in 2014 and for the next uh, two years. I remember a couple of times I emailed him and we spoke via email. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we spoke much more than that. No, we didn't. I, I mean, it was a situation where, you know, I was still trying to figure it all out. And um, I actually was not in another relationship for almost, what, that, what did I tell you last time? It was almost 18 oh, months. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long time. I really did take time off from, from my situation. And I, I sort of took Kat's approach that she talked about in one of the previous um, video or the episodes? episodes that you did where I just didn't, I wasn't involved with anybody. I was just focusing on my daughter, my job, and, you know, my own well-being, trying to figure out, you know, how to move forward in my life after everything that had happened. So it was, uh, it wasn't really a situation where I just jumped back into another relationship. I really took some time to try to figure it out. And I don't want to get into this too deeply right now, but I think it's really great to hear David say what he does because Kat, as women, we know that a tendency we have when these things happen is to think, oh my God, now he's just going to meet another girl and date another girl. And it's totally, you know, there's something with me. It's totally about me. And he's just going to meet another girl, right. you know? So I think it's great to hear David say, no, I actually did take time for me. Right. Yep. Absolutely. So basically guys, what happened was, so for two years we, we spoke, barely like barely spoke i can just remember like a couple of emails that we sent to each other so fast forward two years later we're now in 2016 and at this point it was it was taking me a long while to get over david because like i said i really felt a strong connection with him that i hadn't felt before and it was 2016 uh the first few months of that year and all of a sudden, one day, he, uh, I believe he emailed me yes. first, right, David? I believe he emailed me first and said, it was like stupid chit chat, hey, how are you? As if we had been talking. Yes. As if we had been talking all these months. And I'm like, and in my head at the time, I thought, what? He's like, hey, how are you? As if we've been chatting, <laughs> as if nothing. And he was like, hey, how are you, chit chat? And I don't remember the details of the conversation. All that stands out to me is that at one point I said to him, listen, you've been in and out of my life. If you're going to contact me and communicate with me, then it, number one, it has to be for a good reason. And number two, then this back and forth is going to stop we're actually going to communicate with each other. And he said to me, well, you're absolutely right. What can I do? And I said, for starters, let's just talk on the phone. So he had reached out to me at that time in 2016 because he was dealing with a personal situation and he was just reaching out to me as a friend, I guess, yeah, right? As somebody yeah. to talk to. Yep. And we started talking and we started talking in 2016 and reconnecting and at the time i wasn't no offense david i wasn't goo goo gaga about him anymore <laughs> <laughs> so
so I was perfectly fine talking to him. I was like, okay, yeah, talking to an ex, you know, partner of mine. We're chatting, we're chatting, we're chatting. Then I think it was about, and he was confiding in me what was going on in his personal life. I was trying to give my advice. And I think it was about a month later Then he was in another situation, which I'm not going to get into the details. If you want to know about it, you can read my memoir. But he was in another situation that alarmed me. And it left me in a state of panic and dread and worry to the point where when I found out what was happening, I booked a ticket to come to Georgia. Was it that day or the next day? Something like that. It was the next day. To come to Georgia right away because I was in such a state of panic. So I came to Georgia. (laughs) so after two years of not seeing each other we saw each other face to face two years later and at this point in my life I thought everything's fine everything's under control I'm gonna be here as a friend for him I want to be a person that he can turn to if he's in trouble or if he needs anything so Came back to Georgia, being very nonchalant about everything. I see him. What happens to me? Oh, fuck my life. (laughs) Those feelings came back. (laughs) I was like, oh, fuck my life. (laughs) Like, I'm screwed. (laughs) Do you remember this cat? Yeah, I remember that clearly. So So we see each other. And I spent only 24 hours with him uh, during that time because he, w- you know, he was going through the situation. And once I felt everything was sort of okay, I then flew home. But we started really talking at yeah. that point. And, and on a... Another thing happened. An- and then another thing happened. About a week later. And we apologize later. for being vague, but it's irrelevant to this episode. And some of it is included in my memoir, if you want to read about it. So another thing happened. So we're hitting off. Everything's great. Then another thing happened, and we uh, we ended up going to Florida together. Yeah, yeah. We ended up going to Melbourne, Florida together to kind of, you know, just um, see the situation and be there for certain people. And at this time my feelings had come back. So imagine where I was. I was, again, like, fuck my life. I have feelings for him again. What am I going to do about this? He's going through some really tough situations in his life. I want to be there for him. I want to be supportive, but I can't deny that my feelings are developing all over again. So I decided to kind of stay quiet about it. And I kept it to myself, and I ended up doing this whole scrapbook thing about it. If you guys know anything about the Love Dare experience, I did the whole Love Dare for 30 days. And so I stayed quiet about it for a very long time. And I thought back then that David only looked at me at this point in time as a friend. Mm -hmm. And so I saw he only sees me as a friend, and I actually have romantic feelings for him all over again. So we, we, we talked and stayed in touch, and then we 
had one night where I went. So this is after the situation in Melbourne and Florida that we went there together. Then there a few weeks after that or something, I came back up to Georgia on his birthday. Yeah. I was back here on his birthday and I just shared my feelings um, with him. And I just, I couldn't hold it in any longer. And I just told him everything that was going on in my heart and what I was feeling. To my surprise, at the time, the feelings were reciprocated. And that came as a shocker to me. And we talked a little bit about it. And he said to me, you know, the first time around, it was just bad timing with us. And so we were in a good place. So this second time around, if you will, we were in a good place. I was happy. I think he was happy. And this time around, we decided to make it official versus the first time we were where we were just casually dating mm -hmm. each other. So we made it official. Hold on. And you think he was happy. David, were you happy? Um, I was. Yeah, I actually was. Um, but again, um, once, <laughs> you know, uh, the first half of 2016 was a really, really difficult year for me. Um, I thought my, my, my divorce in 2013 was difficult. This was worse. <laughs> and, uh, so, um, I was really happy, but, uh, again, it was another situation where, um, mm -hmm. I was just, um, it was, it was a confusing situation. It really was. It was a confusing situation. I wanted to be there. Uh, I wanted to be in that situation. But uh, once again, you know, as I started processing everything that was going on, um, that's when, you know, I started to pull back again. I, I did. You know, once, once I got through the situation, because it was really, it was, it was, it was close. It was six months. It was really, <laughs> it was really close. Um, it's in her book um, about what happened, but um, it was really close. It was touch and go for a while. Uh, once I got through it, once everything was, was done, um, that's when I really had the chance to start sit, you know, to sit down and start processing exactly what, what happened, exactly what was going on. And, um, you know, the one thing about it, Myra that um, you can't deny, she has a really, really good heart. She really does. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she'll be there for her friends. She'll be there for strangers. I mean, she's the type of person on the see somebody on the side of the road will stop and <laughs> try to help them out. Um, and, uh, you know, she did. And, and I was one of those people that, you know, I was on the side of the road, literally a life and I needed help and she helped me out. And, um, once I got through it, uh, the unfortunate thing was, you know, I realized that, um, I was, I was in a situation where I loved her for what she did for me. But, um, you know, once I got past it, I realized that it wasn't the, the situation where I wanted to be in a relationship. That's really what it was. Um, once again, I needed time to figure out how to get past those six months because it was really, um, a difficult situation. I went into therapy, you know, again, um, to try to get past it. And as I was doing that, I once again, <laughs> took another like year, <laughs> two years off or something like that. It was ridiculous. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's really, that's, that's how it turned out again. I put it, I put her through the same situation again. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of a dick for that. I really am.
but uh, I couldn't have asked for a better friend or actually I couldn't have asked for, you know, I'm a big believer in God. And at that particular point in time, um, you know, he sent me an angel to help me through my life. And I, I greatly appreciate that. So basically guys, so then we, once we were dating, so like David said and telling his side of the story and the reasons why he pulled away, whereas on my end, it was the opposite. I'm here falling in deeper and deeper and like, what's going on? <laughs> we should be on the same page. <laughs> so long story short, it was a few months later around thanksgiving we officially broke up and like david said he became distant again and we broke up now this time when we broke up we actually broke up on thanksgiving i think it was i came he wanted so we were breaking up and i said this is not gonna happen via text <laughs> there is no way i'm allowing this and i had already planned to see him yeah. i think so i was like i'm coming to see you in person i don't care so, and then it was just not, unfortunately, it wasn't a good trip. And we ended up breaking up during that trip. And I went to home, went home devastated, just like anybody would be after a breakup that was somebody they really cared about. And I went back home and I was in pieces. And what was different for me about this time versus the first time is this time I was truly invested. I was truly committed wanting to do whatever it took to really be with this person. And so it crushed me to pieces when we broke up. I couldn't understand how this could happen twice. I was mad at God. I was fighting with God. How can you do this to me? And I went into a very dark place. And I know you probably recall this very well, Kat, during that time period, and I went into a very, very dark place. I was not myself at all. I was at the lowest of lows, crying day in and day out to the point where I ended up writing in a journal when we broke up. And I have a journal that's full of like Dear David's sort of thing, um, entries where I was just writing these letters to him that I knew he would never see, but he wasn't even talking to me at the time. And so, and I needed an outlet to say what I wanted to say. So I have a, a full journal just with Dear David. So we broke up. Now, the interesting that ha thing that happened was after we broke up and I reflected about our relationship. Kat, do you remember when you said to me, uh, your relationship with David is like something you would expect to see in a movie? Yes. <laughs> so she said that to me. And that just a light bulb went out and went off in my head when she said that. And I was like, she's right. Like, this is unreal, this story. And that's when I decided to start writing Georgia Haven. And it's funny, I was actually looking at my journal the other day and I have in an entry written, it was December 18th, 2016. I wrote, today I decided to write my memoir about my relationship with David. So I started writing Georgia Haven. So that became a blessing. Now, why did I write Georgia Haven? I wrote Georgia Haven essentially because I thought I had this beautiful, complicated love story, but that deserved to be immortalized. And I wanted it to, to have its own place in time. And I didn't, want, I didn't want it to be a chapter of my life that was ever 
forgotten because it was such it was a crazy wild ride but all the same it was beautiful to me and I wanted to capture it and it was a way for me to heal from the breakup of the relationship and I knew that others would read it and have been would go through similar situations and would be able to relate to it so I started writing Georgia Haven and that really helped me with the breakup I ended up writing the first draft in a month I would be up every night until 3, 4 a.m. just writing like crazy. So, yeah, so that's when we broke up at that time. And fast forward to a few months later, we're now in 2017, and I made the decision that I wanted to move to Georgia. And I was convinced that Georgia was the place for me, and David and I had broken up at the time. And you would say, well, Mara, you guys weren't together anymore. Why would you even consider moving to Georgia? Because from the first time I came here, I fell in love with the state. And whether or not I was with David, I knew this was the state where I belonged. I just felt at home here. So 2017 came around, and I said, that's it. What I'm going to do this year is I'm going to start applying for jobs to Georgia, and I did. And within a month of sending out applications, I got a job with this amazing company. And I had reached out to David at the time. He agreed to meet with me. We met when I came up here for my job interview. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. We met up here when I came up for my job interview. Uh, we had dinner together. And that dinner ended up not going well. <laughs> Yeah, I was not a completely good person at that particular point in time. It did not go well. We got into an argument of sorts over different things, and this is after the breakup, and here I was being optimistic and hopeful of like, well, maybe we're seeing each other three months after the breakup, and he'll tell me, Mara, I've changed my mind, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that didn't happen. And uh, <laughs> there was say, no happy ending. Happy there was no happy ending. So, yeah, we got in this argument, and then that was it. And then I ended up moving to Georgia. And then that was the last time I Talk to me. Yeah. spoke and saw David for a very long time. Yep. So I ended up moving to Georgia in March of 2017. And at that point, David and I were not on speaking terms whatsoever. From what I remember, the following year i don't think we spoke at all no we didn't i think i reached out a couple of times i never got a response and it was just dead silence and i this this period i think was the longest we went without speaking to each other yes it was there was a couple of times where we spoke briefly and it didn't end well <laughs> So then we would go right back to not speaking to each other again. Yep. Then this went on for the next three years. And for the next three years, there was a big part of me that was not over him. And what I struggled with was I'm here in Georgia um, and I would remember our conversations of when we were together about when there would be the day that we wouldn't be long distance and we could actually be together in Georgia and, you know, me living with him, yada, yada. Now that I was in Georgia, I struggled with the thought of I'm here and we're actually like, he is literally 30 minutes away from me versus hundreds of miles. 
and we're not on speaking terms at all. For three so, years, right? <clears throat> what? For all those three years. Yes. So we didn't, we only spoke, I think, a couple of times during those three years. Then what happened in my experience, and I'll let David share his experience during those three years from 2017 to present day. But for me, so I was not over him. And Kat, you knew this. And Kat was probably like, my God, Mara, when are you ever going to get over this guy? (laughs) (laughs) And I went through what I describe a three-part process in order to get over him. The first one was, and I'll just briefly go into each one. The first one was I met somebody, not going to get into detail about that. I have a memoir that I want to release next that talks about this person, but not in this, the romantic sense that you would think. There's something really difficult that happened in that situation. So I met somebody, and it was meeting this person, and he was the first person since I had been with David that I actually fell for. And I didn't think I could actually fall for somebody else. And I'm sure maybe a lot of girls listening to this have experienced it where they fall for a guy and we think, oh my gosh, I'm never going to like somebody else again. I'm never going to love anybody else again. And like, it's just that person. And I felt that for the longest time. So I met this guy and I started really liking him. And it was a surprise to me that I actually liked him. So he was the first part of my process in being able to let go because I liked him so much and I wanted to be with him and just kind of share life with him a little bit. So that kind of helped me forget about David. No offense, David. Mm. So anyway, so that was the first thing. The second thing that happened in my process was a year later. No, sorry, two years later. So this is last year. I don't know if anybody listening in is familiar with Trace Diaz. It's a spiritual retreat. It's a three-day spiritual retreat that's life-changing. And it really is, guys. Uh, You can research it online. I was sponsored to go on this retreat. And during this retreat, I can't give details away, but basically it really makes you just reevaluate and reanalyze so many things in your life. And it really makes you dig in deep about resentments that you have in your life and grudges and what's really at the root of anger that you're feeling. What's really at the root of like all this pain that you're feeling. And it makes you dig in deep. David was a primary topic for me that weekend because he was one of the people in my life I had not forgiven. And it was one of the, it was one of the things we talked about that weekend. Who are you still holding resentments against? And he was one of those people with me to the point where if any of you have seen the movie war room, if you're familiar with that war room and it's popular about having your closet and creating it into a prayer room of sorts, I have a closet that is filled with prayers, literally uh, taped to the walls. And I have a corner on my wall that's called Forgiveness Alley. And I had a a letter I had written to David saying all these things I needed to forgive forgive him for. And I taped it on my wall. And I had it there for the longest time. So at this retreat, I had to really look within myself to forgive him for a lot of the things and a lot of things I had no answers to. And I knew at the time I'm never going to get answers to this and I still have to let it go. Now, the interesting that happened was at that retreat, at one point towards the end, there was a gentleman that I saw happened to be the husband of somebody there. 
But when I looked at this gentleman, he looked exactly like David. <laughs> he could have been David's twin. That's how much they looked alike. And I saw this guy and the resemblance was just astonishing. And I cried like a baby. I thought it was like David in front of me. And I cried like a baby for a good 10, 15 minutes. I was just sobbing. And my friend at the retreat was just holding me. And all these feelings I had bottled up inside, it all came out. It all came out. So that experience with the retreat really helped me to kind of let go and just come to the realization I can't keep holding on to this anymore. It shouldn't be about whether or not I get answers. I realized that I may very well never get answers from David. I was convinced that I was never going to see or speak to him again. And do you remember, Kat, uh, during that time, I would say, oh, my God, I'm never going to see him again. And, <laughs> I remember clearly. clearly. <laughs> and it would crush me to pieces, right, that thought that I would never see him again. <laughs> It would really just crush me to pieces. I just couldn't. I was like, no, I can't handle that. I'm never ever going to see him again. But anyway, I reached a point at that retreat where I had to be at peace with the fact that I'm not going to get all the answers. And I may very well go to my deathbed, never seeing him again, never speaking to him again. And I have to make peace with that because I need to really move on. It's not about him anymore. It's not about us anymore. It's about me moving forward with my life. Like, okay, if what we had was this beautiful chapter and that was all there was to, to it, okay, I cherish it. It's sacred, but I have to keep moving forward. And I could not let anything that had to do with us hold me down anymore because then I wasn't living life. Correct. So that retreat was a big eye-opening experience for me, and it really started my journey in, like, forgiving him for a lot of things. And then the, the third thing, the final piece that really made it clear to me that I was like, okay, I've let this go, and I can move on, is then I met somebody else several months later. Now, the difference with this person is that he was the first person since David that I saw a future with. And even on all my dating experiences after David, I didn't see a future with anybody. And then this was the first person that I did see a future with. And that was, it helped me tremendously. I have a friend from high school that said to me a long time ago, the two things that help you to get over somebody are two things. Number one, it's time. And number two, it's somebody else. And she would say, that's all you need. You need time and somebody else. Once those things come into play, you'll be fine. And so in my situation, yeah, was this other person that came along and I really saw a future with him and I was able to let it go. And then as I started doing some really deep self-reflection, what I started to realize was, yes, I love this man. Yes, I was in love with this man. But the real hard truth of it, of it also was that I was so obsessed or drawn to the idea of what we could be together of the potential of a future together and what that could mean so i was just fantasizing so much of like what we could be together how i could really help him evolve as a person instead of looking at no but Myra, what is the current situation you know you can only 
hold on to that fantasy in your head for so long. And when I did some really deep soul searching, I realized I was really in love with this idea of what we could be when it hadn't even come into existence. And I couldn't hold on to this potential of what could be anymore. I had to see the reality for what it was. And that became eye-opening for me. So that's basically a nutshell of my experience in those three years. David, you want to share a little bit about you? Fearless friends, this concludes episode three. We decided to part this episode, which was going to be an hour and a half long, to two episodes, so a two-part episode. So be on the lookout for episode four, which gets juicier in the second part of this episode. Be on the lookout on our Instagram page at Unfiltered and Out Loud. And we hope that you enjoyed this episode so far. <laughs>